This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to another thrilling, exciting, fun-filled, and uh, action-packed episode of the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode 107. I am your host, your name, and joining me as always is my co-host, his name. His name? His name. How are you doing? It's great to be here, your name. How are you doing? <laughs> doing awesome, his name. Uh, okay, so I'm feeling a little punky right now, but hey, <laughs> this is what happens. Uh, I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and with me, as always, my co-host, Adam Bell, his name. His and, name uh, is Adam yeah, Bell. That's right. His name is Adam Bell. So um, how are we doing? I, um, uh, I know that you said that uh, you've been fighting a little bit of a cold. Yes, I've, I've got a little bit of a sinus uh, infection that is really really put me down but i'm i'm on the upswing now so so yeah i well, probably sound a little bit more like barry white than normal <laughs> hey baby <laughs> that's one of my favorite playlists when i tell the lady in the tube to play so and so you know like play songs by barry <laughs> always gets it right so uh, yeah, I'm feeling actually pretty good, although I didn't sleep really well the last two nights, and I am attributing it to eating too much too late. I really find that if I have dinner by like six o'clock, like finished by six o'clock, not starting by mm -hmm. six o'clock, I sleep a lot better. And um, that kind of is difficult because I usually, I've got like a lot going on usually in the five to seven or five to eight range. So I'll often eat later. And the trick is that like, if I'm going to a yoga class or whatever, you know, like in the evening, I don't want to eat my big meal before I do that because then I feel terrible while I'm trying to work out. Yeah. But, you know, so it's like, I don't want to eat too soon. I can't eat while I'm doing it. And I sure I don't want to eat later because then I don't sleep well. How do you handle that? Yeah. You, you exercise first thing in the morning though, right? Yeah. 5 a.m. That's when I work out yeah. and I get, I get, you know, of course I'm really sleepy by 2 p.m. <laughs> you know, that it adds up, but you know, I have been, I know what you're talking about though, eating, eating late at night. It just makes me feel cruddy. Uh, also, I'll wake up in the morning. If I've eaten late, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll almost feel like, you know, I've had too much to drink. Mm -hmm. Like the, the same feeling of like, oh, lethargic, grow, you know, have I, I know that you've done a bunch of diets uh, throughout your. Have you ever done intermittent fasting? Briefly, uh, my definition of intermittent fasting is essentially skipping breakfast. Skipping breakfast, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I have recently um, been going, you know, about one day out of two weeks out of. Um, every two weeks of just not eating the whole day. The only thing that I will eat is dinner mm -hmm. and I'll try to keep that light. And I have felt a lot better as a result, just 
you know, like my body, you know, cause I, I don't, I know enough that if you, if you starve yourself, then your body will re- respond adversely. You know, it'll start, uh, it'll, if it thinks it's starving, the next calories it gets, it holds on to them and doesn't let them go anywhere. At least that's what I've been explained to me. So, so not eating is not a good option, right. but, uh, that intermittent fasting, I think there might be something to that because I feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, I try to think I'm no doctor. I don't pretend to be one on the, you know, on the internet or in a yoga studio, but even on the podcast. Yeah. When I think about stuff, you know, I, I think about our ancestors like long way, way back and how, you know, they did not know where their next, their next meal was going to come from. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm a big fan of the slow carb diet mostly because like I generally get to eat as much as I want uh, it has a generous cheat day and it's fun. So yeah. there you go. And I'm, now I'm back on what I call a modified slow carb diet. Like it's mostly slow carb, but I will sway a little bit because now I'm finally back to exercising again regularly. And uh-huh. uh, you know, enough that I can justify this. I went out today. I thought I was going to run like, uh, you know, I was going for five miles, maybe six. And somehow I guess the route that I took, I shaved some miles off of what I was doing. And I only ran a little over four and a half. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. So I was a little short, but um, still burn plenty of calories. I'm going to a yoga class after this. So, you know, like I, I indulged a little bit. I had Swiss cheese and blue cheese dressing on my, uh, on my salad today. Right. Oh my. You... I know. Terrible. Right. <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah. So, uh, and you know what, I may even have a beer later tonight. It is Friday after all. So, you know, I feel like I've earned it. Bless you. (laughs) So, so, um, but I have to think like one of the biggest complaints that I usually hear from people when I tell them about the slow carb diet, one of the recommendations is to eat the same thing over and over again. So, you know, like maybe uh, uh, beans and eggs and salsa for breakfast and then for lunch uh chicken and beans and salsa and then for dinner chicken and beans and salsa for instance yeah and you know people usually complain like oh i couldn't eat the whole same thing all the time when in reality most people do eat a lot of the same thing like most people when i talk don't diet quote unquote like usually have like coffee and a donut for breakfast Every single day, day. you know, it's like, but no, I couldn't possibly eat the same thing over and over. Um, But I think that, you know, when people say, well, that can't be good for you. I'm like, let's say that, you know, our, our ancestors killed, I don't know, a moose. They probably were eating the same thing day after day for a long time until the thing grew a cure for itself and walked away. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm thinking that yeah, eating the same thing, I mean, as long as you're not eating like depleted uranium or so, is probably okay for you. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I heard, um, it's been a while back, but there was, there was um, a, a woman and her child, and her child would only eat like just a few things, mm-hmm. like hot dogs and Doritos and something else. It was like three things that this child would eat. And you know, she would, yeah, yeah. And so, (laughs) but she went to the doctor and the doctor, you know, she said, you know, this is what my child is eating that, you know, there's, I can't get her to eat 
other things. She, I'm worried about her being malnourished. And, and, you know, he said, well, you know, I wouldn't get too uptight about it, you know, because, you know, her body is going to pull whatever nutrients out of those things and she'll be fine. You know, so, you know, as she craves other things, you know, if her body has a need for iron, she's going to start wanting to have things with iron in them. She's going to crave those things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, while it's not ideal, you know, you look at, uh, well, I mean, you look at the Mexican culture, you know, they're uh, little people. I mean, a a lot of them are are little, uh, but they don't have huge protein diets. Mm-hmm. They have mostly carbohydrates and fibers and mm-hmm. thing, you know, fruits and things like that, where we, you know, I'm a six foot one, 230 pound, but I eat steak and chicken and, you know, I have my whole life and I think it made me bigger. <laughs> yeah. I think you're probably yeah. right. You know, I mean, uh... I uh, know someone who said, like, you know, she was from Pakistan and had uh, relatives in India across the border. And, uh, you know, just even she said, yeah, we're bigger. We eat meat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, your bones, you know, you got to (laughs) go. So what do we want to talk about first? We got a bunch of things, but you're kind of under the weather. So do you want to uh, yeah. get your section out of the way? Do you want to talk and, you know, do a two for one kind of thing here? What's your, uh, what's your, what's your. Project? Yeah. So I'll do, I'll do a quick one while I've got pre. So, well, I want, and I want to talk about a good vendor. I won't talk about them long, but I, I have taken on a new client and they're a credit union and they have a core processor and the core processor is the, their their emr the and they've got flex so um i've had to call flex a couple times to get on boarded with them and they are a really good company um every, everybody that i've spoken to has been very helpful very i mean i've i've spoken to project managers, I've spoken to firewall team, I've spoken to hardware team. Uh, I mean, if, if they were bad service for you at some point, they have pulled it together. Um, they were, without a doubt, the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody must have taken that to heart because, uh, like I said, it has been, uh, it's been among the best uh, service that I've received out of an IT vendor in That's a long time. Uh, that, that, yeah. that is amazing because my experience with them, the things that stick out in my mind were any problem, and I mean any problem that came up, their first response was, oh, that's a firewall problem. We don't manage your firewall. I'm not yeah. kidding. Like somebody couldn't print. Oh, that's a firewall problem. I can't download it. That's a firewall problem. Any, any problem, their first thing they would say is that's a firewall problem. And they would basically point their fingers at me. Um, yeah. They also one time sent a, uh, a tech on site to do a migration. Now, mm-hmm. in their defense, um, the CEO at the time brilliantly decided not to tell us anything about this and that they uh-huh. were getting their new IBM i-series, the old you know, AS400 was coming in this weekend. They told us with right. a few days notice that CMC will be on site this week. We'll let you know if we have any problems or questions. And I was uh-huh. like, that's kind of major, you know? Yeah. 
That's so a big deal. They completely messed everything up over the weekend. They didn't know what, you know, exactly how things were working. The tech that came on site statically assigned DNS entries on all systems to a publicly resolvable, uh, a public Microsoft DNS resolver. Oh, thank you. And get this, all the internal resources weren't working anymore. Huh. The domain, the domain didn't work anymore? So funny how that no. was happening, right? And so essentially, they told the CEO, and of course, this rocket surgeon believed them, that we were <laughs> sabotaging their work. And I was like, no, that's not how it works. So th their solution, and this was only, this was within the last uh, eight years or so, um, they were using host files for everything and IP addresses with static entries across the board. These guys didn't know, oh, wow. they didn't support DNS lookups. They didn't, they, they were just completely stuck in the 90s with their implementations. And yeah. um, the thing that just ticked me off is, you know, as their firewall manager, anytime there was a problem, they accused us of the problem. So we had to spend extra time troubleshooting the problem, explaining it to them, educating them. That's why they're so good. They finally listened to us. They took our training. <laughs> you, you taught them. Thank, thank you, Peter, for the excellent service that you provided. You're welcome. <laughs> So anyway, I'm, I'm glad that it sounds like they turned it around. Like we had, uh, I don't even, there was a, I think it was a project manager who was working on something one time and we got this email and he was asking like, yeah, we're not seeing traffic from the 10 number. And I was like, yeah. what the bleepity bleep is the 10 number? And they were saying that uh, they were referring to, I think an IP address that started with like 10 dot something dot something dot something. But, uh -huh. you know, just like this was supposed to be the technical team lead project manager on this thing, talking about things like the 10 number. Now, I know to an average yeah. mortal, that sounds perfectly normal because we speak, you know, geek and they don't understand. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, I don't, how am I supposed to fix the 10 number? You know, so it's similar, like uh, last uh, Friday afternoon, we got an email from a client saying, Richard cannot log on to the finance server. Ma. And I was like, well, there are multiple Richards in, um, in your active directory, and I've never heard of the finance server. <laughs> Don't know what that is. <laughs> Happened to be a, a folder, a shared folder on a server known as finance. Uh, <laughs> so was like, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's not a that server. Happen? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, we can if you tell me which Richard it is. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. So. Ah, so, but I, anyway, I had a little I'm glad, that, I'm glad that flex is no longer a complete crappy vendor and you know, is, is good these days. Yeah. So I had a funny call. So I called them and, um, I called and the person picked up. She said, Hello, this is Eve. And I said, well, hi Eve. This is Adam. She said, well, you were the call I was waiting for. <laughs> so I laughed and uh, then, you know, she said, well, what credit union you're with and what's your, what's your name? You know, I don't have it. She said, what's your, well, I don't know your name. You're Adam, you know, but it was, it was amusing. She said, well, don't eat any apples today. I said, well, don't offer me any. Good call. <laughs> I, I think the thing that also bugged me when I would call them, I would always call, I would say, you know, this is Peter Nicolaitis. I'm calling from the such and such credit union. 
And they're like, okay, uh, what was your name again? Peter Nicolaitis, yeah. And what credit union are you calling from? Such and such credit union. Literally, you have one job. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. name and company. You can't get that the first, oh, anyway. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that I'm not dealing with them anymore. I got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, cool. Speaking then, of sucky uh, service. <laughs> speaking of sucky service. All right, let's hear it. Tesla. Okay. Tesla. Yeah, Tesla, your customer service still blows. Um, <laughs> so you may recall uh back um in december or so i had a service appointment for my tesla and it was to fix the steering wheel because the volume controls and then the horn stopped working and then although isn't that illegal yeah and yeah, also okay. a hazard i found out the hard way because unlike most boston drivers i don't you know, ride with my hand on the horn at all times. But I found out I was in a rotary and a car was coming right at me and I went to lay on the horn and nothing happened. That was Ooh, awesome. Yeah. Luckily he saw me without me having to, you know, be a typical go, go full Boston on him, so to speak. But um, so, so I scheduled that and then I noticed that um, I still had, they had never gotten back to me to fix this issue with the yellowing border around the, um, the screen, the computer screen in the dashboard. Yeah. So I added that onto the service appointment. Now at first it was supposed to be an on-site service appointment, except they only, um, they, they couldn't do the screen repair on site. So right. I had to take my car to them. I said, okay, fine. So I scheduled the appointment. And then I took my car in and then they had it an extra day because it was so, it took them so long before they could finish the job. And then it happened to be during a big blizzard that we had. So they kept it an extra day because I couldn't get over there. I didn't want to drive the loaner out in that, you know, snow. Got back, never really noticed that they didn't actually fix the yellow border around the screen. And then shortly after that, the uh, controls on the keyboard, on the, uh, uh, steering wheel stopped working again. Uh, so great. I scheduled another appointment and then, yeah. uh, and I noted in the thing, I was like, look, this is literally, this is the third time I'm reporting this issue with the controls on, you know, uh, the, uh, the steering wheel. And then I said, Oh, and, uh, this is also the third time that I'm reporting an issue where my machine is stuck with uh, downloading a software update. Even the last time I had a tech on site with a steering wheel, he came and he reset the software update. I also put in a ticket one time and they automatically reset the software update. Well, this is the third time it's happened since both those times where it's stuck downloading a software update. Man. And I said, and this is also the third time that I've reported the screen yellowing because I originally reported that back in 2018. Guy showed up to do the repair, realized that they sent him the exact same screen so he said, yeah, I can tear your whole dashboard apart and put this whole thing in, but chances are that within a couple of weeks, it's going to do the same thing. Uh -huh. We'll call you when we have the new ones in. They never called. So that, again, 
third time I'm scheduling this same repair. They texted me back saying, oh, we don't have any record of you. When was that service? So it was December 2nd. It was the last time you had the car in the shop. And then yeah. I went in and I took a snapshot of the text message that they sent saying they would do this repair and sent it back to them. So their own records, they don't have record of me supposedly requesting this service. Yeah. And I'm like, why did you have my car in for a full day if it was just a steering wheel swap? Because when the on-site guy Dick came here, he did it in under 30 minutes. Yeah. So Tesla, I don't care what their executives say, their customer service is still extremely lacking. So. <laughs> but third, third, fourth, fifth times a charm. Uh, I would hope that it gets sooner than that. Uh, but, 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 but yep. I finally had a chance to break out and use the chains kit that I got for my Tesla. Oh yeah. And they work really well. Yeah. Yes. Now the problem is I found out the hard way. So generally if you're going to put chains on, you want to do it before you need it. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to go driving around with chains on your car, right? You can't no. really do that. You can't go more than 30 miles an hour. They'll, you know, a bunch of reasons not to. So I was driving up to my aunt's place up in Vermont last week, and they, uh, her driveway had been plowed a few days prior, but there was still a nice thick coating of snow and ice along the driveway. Now, it's pretty flat. So as I started going into the driveway, uh, the, the, the Tesla has traction control and it started to feel right. like it was slipping. So what does it do when it feels like it's slipping? It slows down and yeah. it just kept on continually slowing down until it came to a complete stop. So I turned off traction <laughs> yeah. control, but by then I was just spinning and all it was yeah. doing was digging itself down. I was like, well, time to put the chains on. Well, the problem is I couldn't, actually fit the chains i couldn't get them in because i was roll over in a rut, right yeah so i had a thought i tried to push it a little bit and i was trying to rock it a little bit and it was rocking but i couldn't get it you know enough to get it out of the rut so i had an idea i got out got behind the car used the summon feature and told it drive forward and <laughs> i got out and pushed and it was awesome Yes. Well, that, <laughs> so that I was able to awesome. do it because it's funny is when someone, when it feels like it finds some resistance, it will back off a little bit and then it will try again and then it'll back off a little bit and then it'll try again. So it naturally was doing the rocking motion that I needed it to do. And it was just, well, enough. Cool. I was able to push it up out of the rut and it was great. Got it into my aunt's driveway, put the chains on, um, learn how to do it. It's actually not that hard, but you know, the first time you do something like this, it's like, how the heck do these things go? Put them yeah. on. And then the next morning I drove from her house to my parents' house and it was just, it was like nothing. I, the wheels did not slip a bit. I was going through snow, ice up my parents' really steep driveway. It was great. So cool. I leveled up my uh, Tesla winter, winter driving skills on this one. <laughs> All right. How's your sinuses going? Oh, awesome. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm normally have red eyes and cry during our podcast. <laughs> it can be an emotional podcast, Adam. 
um, trying any new good beers lately? I guess, let me think on that one because I think that you have. I have. I've tried two you new have. beers recently. One is I tried Omegang's uh, Saisonstraminer, which is uh-huh. their farmhouse Saison, which I kind of like. Uh, co-fermented in a Gewürztraminer uh, grape uh, barrel. So oh, it's okay. the latest wine-beer combos that I'm seeing a lot of these days. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I didn't like it that much. They, they took a farmhouse Saison, which I find to be, you know, quite drinkable, and a Gewürztraminer, which is a, you know, pretty sweet white wine, and turned it into something that's just this side of a pale ale. Uh-huh. It's like just a little bit bitter, not hoppy. And I just didn't really care for it that much, you know? So if, yeah. you're, like, if you're a pale ale person or an IPA person, not like the super hoppy types, um, you might like this one. So, uh, okay. but you know, they're my favorite brewery, so I bought a four pack to support them. But mm, so far when they, com- when they pair wine with their beers, I'm not, really, I'm not really a fan. Yeah. Now I did have, it's a, a, my head feels like it's got cotton in, in my brain, so it's running slow. But I did, I did try a, um, I, I've had a whiskey barrel stout and I actually make a whiskey barrel stout. Yes. And that, that's pretty good. But I had a um, bourbon barrel ale. Yes. And that, that was really good because uh, you, could, you could get the hints of bourbon yes. flavoring in it. And I liked that a lot. So pairing, uh, you know, putting something in a bourbon barrel, big difference than mixing it with wine. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like I don't like wine. Yeah, beer. Um, there's only been one thing that I've ever had that was aged in a bourbon barrel that I didn't like, and it was some weird red wine. And I swear it smelled, it tasted like plant stems. Oh yeah. I don't know what they did. Maybe the barrels were a little green. I don't I don't know. I'm not really sure. Um, but but in general, if you put something in bourbon barrels, I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm enjoying mm-hmm. that. So, so what um, I make? Yeah. Well, when I make the whiskey barrel stout, it's pretty cool. I want, you know, I actually thought that they were aging them in the barrels, but so with mine, what they did is they, they actually take wood chips from the barrel. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's smoked oak and you can see it, you know, like one side of it's smoked and, and it's been kind of chopped up, not like shredded, like sawdust, but chips, uh, wood chips. Yep. And you put the wood chips in the, in the barrel or in the uh, secondary fermenter. So that's, that's how you get the wood chips in there or the, the, the whiskey barrel stout in there. So pretty cool. Well, I've had um, in my refrigerator now, I have a vanilla bourbon uh, ale, which is, it's pretty tasty. It's not that strong. Mm -hmm. It's only like 5%. So you just get a little bit of the hints and stuff. But usually when I have stuff that's aged in whiskey barrels, usually a little bit stronger. Um, but the other thing that I had just last weekend was uh, 14th Star Brewing Company. They're out of Vermont, and they have a maple stout. This was yeah. by far the best stout I've ever had. Yeah? 
What I find is that when I have stouts, I usually take the first sip, like I'll ask for a taste. They bring me like a, you know, half ounce or a one ounce. I take a taste. I say, that's good. I like it. But then I drink more of it and it gets more bitter progressively, more bitter over time. And so by okay. the time I'm finishing it, I'm like, why did I order this? This was yeah. the first stout that I ever had where that did not happen. And it was just consistent flavor the whole time. Really smooth, not sweet, but, you know, like borderline sweet, but not bitter at all. So yeah. 14th Star Brewing, two thumbs up for that one. Cool. I'll give, give that one a try. There you go. Highly <laughs> recommended. But cool. All right. What else we got? Well, the volume control? What's that? <laughs> So I have um, my my main desktop machine on which we're recording this podcast. It's an HP uh, ProDesk. I, I forget exactly which model, but it has built-in speakers. Now they're not fancy speakers. You know, it's just like just enough so you know some sounds coming out of it, right? But you wouldn't want to be like listening to music on it all day or anything. But I also have speakers in my uh, Asus monitor. So I have uh -huh. two sets of speakers. Again, not something you'd want to be listening to music on all day. But again, you know, if you have to take a quick call or play a quick YouTube video or something, it's usually more than sufficient. So um, I was really perplexed the other day because I set the volume to mute because I was doing a private yoga class. And then about 20 minutes in, I got a Slack message and it's going click, click, click. And I'm getting all of the Slack notifications. What, yeah. What is going on? Well, I didn't realize that you can have the, um, you can mute one of the audios. And even though it's like the default one and the one that you're used to all the sounds coming out of, if you don't yeah. mute the other one, just starts redirecting all the sounds out there. Huh. Isn't that convenient? No. No, no it's, it's not. It's the other thing. So, yeah, that was kind of annoying. But at least I found out. So, yeah, if you click on the little volume control down there, you know, on mine, it shows Asus, you know, monitor name. And if you click to expand that little carrot, it also shows the speakers, Realtek high definition audio, which are part of the computer. And mm -hmm. sure enough, I had to mute both of them to get it to be quiet. So, lesson learned. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I've had, well, I've, I've got to look at it on my Mac. Um, I've got HDMI video and it was working, but now it's not working. So I'm going to have to look into that. I don't know. My Have MacBook Pro that I like. Have we talked yeah. about it since you got it? No, we haven't talked about it. Um, so, so I got the MacBook 16 and I actually meant to get the 15 but the 16 was the 29th, the end of year 2019 version. And I went ahead and went with that. Uh, I'm super pleased with the performance. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to learn how to use the, um, the mouse pad to get all of the, the ways that you, you know, like two fingers to scroll up and being able to drag and drop with the mouse pad. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit different, but it kind of, I don't know. It feels a little bit intuitive once you get into it mm -hmm. and use it, but I still like a mouse better. Uh, but, but what I am pleased about is how fast it is. The performance is, is pretty flawless. 
um, and I'm running, uh, I just installed Parallels with Windows 10, and I'm really impressed at how easy it installed. I mean, it just, I, I went out to the app and I signed up and I said I wanted to run it. And I had, I had prepared with my Windows 10 ISO so that I could build it like a virtual machine and everything. Mm-hmm. And Parallels just went, went to town. It downloaded mm-hmm. the Windows 10. It installed the Windows 10 VM. It installed versions of Edge. You know, it's, it's all within the VM, but it's really slick. I think um, it's pretty funny that sometimes it's easier to install Windows in a VM than it is to do it on, you know, hardware. Yeah, yeah, and it, it really and and I expected there to be some performance hit because I got 16 gig of RAM, uh, I got a terabyte solid state drive, uh, so I only gave it 100 gig of storage and I gave it 4 gig of RAM. I figured I'd try it at that and see how it responded because virtual four gig to me is always faster than physical four gig. I can't explain it. It, it shouldn't be different, but four gig is faster in virtual. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, man, it just, I click it. It does it. I mean, that's, that's great. So I'm, I'm impressed. So I, I got to get all my windows software to get me 100% in one machine and it's going to be pretty slick. Yeah, I haven't played with Parallels since like the first year or so when it first came out because they were one of the first, if not the first, uh, virtualization vendors for Mac. And yeah. uh, remember, they were you know pretty good stuff. But for what I need, if I need virtualization, I usually just use VirtualBox. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know it's free, it's cross-platform. It just makes it so much easier for me to pick up an image and drop it over on a Linux server over there, or pull it to my Windows laptop over here. So yeah. it doesn't have all the same, you know, whiz bang stuff, but it does what I needed to do and it's free. So those are pretty compelling. Yeah. Well, and I, I started out with VirtualBox, mm-hmm. but it, it failed to install. And uh, well, that'll and I could have, <laughs> I could have spent the time to figure out why it was failing. It was having kernel plugin failures and it's like, well, if it's going to be this difficult to install, what's going to happen at the next update? I mean, I'm going to be fighting this forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the only bummer about Parallels, too, is it's $99 a year. Right. Um, uh, I wish I could, you know, and I, I'll have the computer for five or six years. Do they if do not volume, longer. Do they do volume discounts? I don't know. I'll, I'll look. Maybe they have a cloud service provider version too. They probably do something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's slick. Um, I, I was in, I was impressed because um, I didn't want to do what is it side boot or boot boot whatever boot camp boot camp. Yeah, I don't I don't want to boot from Mac to Windows and yeah. vice versa. Well, not if you I want to be Mac programs at the same time, you know. No, no. I want to run. I want to run Apple stuff all the time, yep. and then only when I need to run the Windows stuff. That's the only place it'll run. Then, then I'll run it there. Agreed. But and you know, it's a uh, it's more of a hobby machine than anything else. I mean, honestly, because if I really wanted to do what I want, you know, I would have just bought a decent Windows laptop 
because it will do everything that I want it to do. There's nothing that the Apple can do that my Windows PC can't do. Nothing. <laughs> so are you proficient enough with Apple that you get a benefit from running it? I mean, like you need, like you need Windows to do your job, right? Yeah. But is there, well, uh, you know, what, what's the, what's, why do you run Macintosh? Why do you run an Apple laptop if you, you know, need Windows? Well, I only need like three programs in Windows. Everything else is cross-platform. doesn't matter what I'm in. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, I, I, can, I can do 100% in Windows or I can do 97% in Apple. And the reason I do Apple I just like it. That's no, no reason other than that, in that, that I like it. I like the interface. I like how well it works with itself. Mm -hmm. You know, Windows programs don't even work well within their own operating, you know, <laughs> how does Microsoft create, yeah, how does Microsoft create Edge and then not support it for Office 365? I mean, it's your browser. <laughs> you we own it. You're using Google Chrome. <laughs> yeah, we recommend Google Chrome. Huh. And a modern browser like Google Chrome. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but as far as being proficient, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm as proficient with it as, as anybody else would. I mean, without being the uh, uh, guy Kiyosaki of, of Apple, you know, not that he, I mean, somebody who's just, um, uh, Scott, he probably knows Mac better than me by far. Uh, but it does what I want it to do. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all I need. That's all you need. Cool. Well, we're getting around close to wrapping it up, but I wanted to finish with a quick little nifty. Nifty. All right. So What's nifty. So uh, a couple of weeks ago or so, a little more, um, Amazon released the first uh, celebrity voices for their Echo devices. Uh -huh. So this is using, you know, samples of Samuel L. Jackson. So essentially, mm -hmm. all, when I want to have her say something or do something, I can say, A word, ask Sam to do such and such. So it's not like it becomes the default. And because it's Samuel L. Jackson, of course I have it in explicit mode. Hey, yeah. so, so I'm just warning, you may need to beep us, but I wanted to give our uh, audience uh, a little bit of a sample of what it's like having Sam on your Amazon Echo. All right. Ask Sam for the weather. Let me look into my crystal balls. In Medford, it's 48 degrees Fahrenheit with cloudy skies. Today, you can look for showers with a high of 48 degrees and a low of 47 degrees. Okay, did you catch that? I did. So, okay. so, that so was is that AI? AI? This AI, ML, voice sampling, whatever you want. They've essentially sampled a bunch of him and, you know, they're using that to, to, to drive this. Now I can use, I can do other stuff like ask Sam to turn on the lights. And in case you're wondering, I'm 
touching the button instead of saying a word, you know, because I have a, an echo dot on my desk, but I'm also using the Windows app right now. So I'm just touching the, the button so that she listens to me when I say that. But let's try this again. Ask Sam for the weather. We'll weather the weather, whatever the weather, whether we like it or not. In Medford, it's 48 degrees Fahrenheit. Ask Sam for the weather. I see how it is. Too busy to get it your own damn self. In Medford, <laughs> it's 48 degrees Fahrenheit with cloudy skies. Today, you can look for showers with a high of 48 degrees and a low of 47 degrees. So miraculously, I asked him three times in a row, and he didn't use the F word. So, yeah, yeah, so let's not press our luck, because I don't want to hit the beat button. <laughs> <laughs> Usually he does, but it's pretty gratuitous when he does. Like, not, not Sam Adams, Sam Adams, not Sam Jackson uh, gratuitous, just like, all right, I'll get you the blank and weather again. Yeah. You know, and... And like I asked uh, the other day, I was like, how's the weather? And he's like, it's just effing okay. Only he didn't say effing. <laughs> so I was just like, all right. So I told you, I texted you. I was like, that's my review of the Sam, uh, Samuel L. Jackson skill for Alexa. It's just <laughs> effing okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that's pretty impressive though, because, you know, you know he didn't say Medford. Yeah, when exactly. he was recording anything, you know, he did not say Medford, but yeah, they exactly. made it. So that's that's pretty slick. Yeah, but this this is the same stuff that's driving things like deep fakes. You know, yeah. this is this is why soon seeing is not going to be believing anymore. And yeah. in this culture of fake news, that really scares me because now you're getting plausible deniability and that's really <sighs> well and there's enough recordings of you and me on this right. podcast that somebody could sample all the, us all the way through deep fake yourself Full body deep fakes are nothing like we ever seen. I thought there was a way. I thought somebody had already done something. I think I think there's like libraries and stuff out on Git that you can do that. Oh yeah, deep deep fakes web. Create your own deep fakes. Now that's a video. Um, I think audio is even easier. So anyway, maybe next time we'll um, we'll just record a script and uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just have, have that'd a, be cool. Yeah, just not even actually show up for the episode. <laughs> Adam laughs maniacally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can create your own video. How to use? Upload your videos or images. Wait until completion, and then you're done. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. So that's the video version. Now we just need to find the audio version. So the. Cool. Yeah. So th this year, I've called it my uh, fast published podcast. I, uh, cause one of the things that holds me up in the podcast is indexing it. Yes. So I'm just going to take notes while we're doing it. And as long as there's no cuss words or anything that I need to edit out, it's going to be published same day when we get off the podcast. So we're not indexing it anymore. Um, you know, nope. what's the matter? You, you ran out of child labor. 
I ran out of child labor. Well, she was taking too long. She was doing a really good job, though. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's too bad. Well, she was taking too long to get it, and I've been doing it for the last year. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the most effective <laughs> use of your time, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. Cool. So, so that's like, that, yeah. I'm take good notes and and uh, if if somebody really gets upset about it, then I'll re-index. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think we're good for now. Um, I don't have anything else we need to touch on this time. Oh, I did want to say yes. Um, I did. We we completed it, right? Did we already touch this? We have RYT five hundred. Have we not recorded this year? Uh, oh, wait, it, that's right. It, we, did, <laughs> we have we not did, recorded we, this year. We did not record it this year. <laughs> yeah. I keep on forgetting that. Well, we should tell people that. I mean, we should tell people exactly what happened. Adam and I did sit down to do a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago. But someone forgot to hit the big red, big green button. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the record to cloud button. It yeah. did not get pushed. So we had a really, it, it was, was a really good podcast too. It was. I mean, we had celebrities on. Um, it was. It was Samuel enlightening. Yeah, Thunder Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. There was a full-on brass band. I mean, hula hoops, um, the whole nine yards. Yeah, but, um, Jocko stopped in for a minute and growled at us and made I a mean, few push-ups. It wasn't, that was really just a cameo, though. He just walked in. He's like weak and walked out i mean i hardly yeah but uh yeah they shouldn't even get credit for that but you know yeah well he's jocko but uh we did uh, <laughs> one of the things we did talk about is uh, i did finish my ryt f uh, 500 so i am now registered yoga teacher 500 yeehaw that means i've done five training so I'm, I'm gonna put what ryt is ryt it sounds like gfy i don't know um, but I am, uh, yeah, now I'm now officially teaching multiple styles of yoga and, um, yeah, it's, um, it's fun so far. It's, uh, hasn't, hasn't really changed much. Actually, I got a, a pay bump because of it too. And one of the studios nice. where I teach, they ra they raised the, uh, the amount that they gave me by per class. I was just like, I wasn't expecting that. That's awesome. So sweet. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy about that. So, uh, now, anyway. now you can, um, talk down to me in in a way that you feel like you know more than me well i've been able to do that for a while because i was an ryt 200 for a while i mean come on oh okay yeah, now i can okay. talk down even lower yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can just say oh adam oh adam. <laughs> yeah. you call that a downward dog that's no downward dog <laughs> that's no downward dog there are 2,528 muscles that you're supposed to engage with a properly done downward dog. <laughs> oh, brother. Yes, exactly. Clearly. Clearly, you're not doing it right. Clearly. All right. Well, on that note, we should probably cut our losses before we forget to record this episode, too. <laughs> yeah. All right, start recording now. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, then. Well, hey, if you want to uh, send us feedback, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can find us at uh, BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, where Adam is Sublime Comp, and I am Nicolaitis. I'm also Paradigm CC. I think I'm also PN72. I don't even, I'm, I, I've got a bunch. So, but BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com, best way to find us. There's a contact form there. And um, yeah, if you're in the need of IT uh, management, managed services, outsource system administration, deployment or whatnot, Adam's your guy. If you're specifically looking for security services, audits, penetration testing, incident response, Maybe I'm your guy. I don't know. Depends on yeah. how I'm feeling, you know. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we love feedback. We always love feedback. Whether you want to, uh, you know, give us uh, suggestions for a topic, a guest, uh, suggestions for a new beer we need to try, whatever. Oh yeah. Just use the contact forms at uh, blurringthelinespodcast.com. And on that note, I'm going to let his name take us out. His name. His name is going to hit the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.